episode 17. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... That's one and Alan. Welcome. What's up? Real Church Matters podcast. How's everything going? Good. Things going good? Everything's going good with me. Uh, as always, Real Church Matters, Instagram. Uh, you can go to realchurchmatters.com and make sure you go to SoundCloud or iTunes. Listen to it. Share it. Review. Review. Rate. I would love that. I mean, I mean, that would be awesome. Uh, what you got going on? Uh, LikewiseLife.com and go to Likewise Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I got some stuff cooking. So another blog. Yeah, that and um, I got some merchandise that I'm creating. So for some shirts and things. Shirts, hats, all that good stuff with nice little christian slogans and stuff nice little things that you know you think would be beneficial to people to have on it yes very cool and as always um the music you go to fsh music um on instagram like i said the mixtape will be june 16th june 16th 2017 and uh, almost finished with that and then we'll have some other stuff and a uh, special shout out to uh writer's block philip hall philip bryan Brittany wright on the concert phenomenal yeah it was awesome and uh can't wait for you guys that didn't make it to hear the music it came out wonderful and all of the um people who sacrificed time and effort to make that possible there's too many to name and uh those those who know know so moving into this week's podcast we we were going to talk about uh creativity Mm -hmm. and inspiration but uh that's a topic i can always bring up and and talk about so in my process of preparing for that i I just reached out you know and and asked people like hey uh what would you guys want to hear about what would you guys want to talk about and we got one request about fear mm-hmm. so i figured that that's actually a perfect one yeah can't believe i didn't think of it <laughs> and uh so we sat we talked a bit about fear we we did a little studying and stuff so um i guess let's start out what what, what do you think fear is um i think fear for the believer i think it, it comes from being afraid of of the unknown especially like especially for me just being afraid of not knowing what would have what will happen in the future what my life will look like what i'll have what i won't have and that's where i think a lot of fearful believers come from yeah i mean you know for me i fear has always been a part of my life beyond being a believer just being a human Mm -hmm. um i grew up a scared kid I grew up, you know, you know the phrase, scared of your own shadow. Mm-hmm. I always was uh, fearful of the future, I was fearful of people. I was fearful of the past and the present. I was fearful of success just as much as failure. Um, I had the type of fear that would cripple you. If I actually went to a therapist, I probably would have been diagnosed with something, if not depression and something close to it panic attacks, anxiety, all those things uh, kind of grip my life. And so fear is a very, um, it's a very familiar 
thing. Mm-hmm. So even when I when you know they suggested fear, it, it immediately took me back to those moments of dread or fear or anxiety or panic, and what that means to me and how I was able to recover is where I started my journey to try to figure out what we could talk about today. Mm-hmm. Is I can't remember when I wasn't afraid anymore. I just know I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. And so so I wanted to give some scriptures to encourage people because ultimately fear is going to prevent us from being who we are supposed to be. It's not something that we can entertain. You know, there's, there's things that, that we, uh, we feel we can entertain. We mm-hmm. feel like they're okay. They, they, it's not a big deal. Everybody's this. Yes. But because everybody shares in fear and we we have a commonality there, but there are certain degrees of fear that can destroy us. Yeah, and uh, it's a part of it that is also subconscious too. It's like you you find yourself making decisions out of fear and stuff. You don't really, you can't really put the word to it, but that's really what it is. Like, yeah, uh, and, and, and I am a little frustrated when, when people uh, don't take time to analyze their thoughts. So mm-hmm. the the idea of the subconscious is a little bit of a lazy man's way of saying, I never took time to think about what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling in my life. Yeah. It's not subconscious, it's your unconscious. You don't have to be unconscious. You can live in a conscious place where you're aware of why you're making these decisions and why you're doing it because it is a cop-out. I know because I was that person. I made decisions knowing I made them out of being afraid, but never acknowledged that in my heart because I didn't want to do anything but that. It was comfortable for me. It was com- I knew I was making this decision because I didn't want to do it. And I knew I, why I didn't want to do it was because I was afraid. Now, I can convince myself of a lot of other things, and I did. Mm-hmm. There were times where I would say, oh, God told me to do that. There were, there were times where I would say, no, nah, I really don't think that I, I'm cut out for that. Knowing that I probably would want to do it. I probably would love to do it. I probably was meant to do it, but I don't think I can mm-hmm. because of that giant of fear. And I let that giant. But you don't see how, like, if you've, you've operated in that for so long, especially since you were a child, you don't see how that could kind of be so, you know what I mean? Like, you can't really put a word to it, but you operate in it, although you don't. Yeah, I, yeah. Consider it fair. No, I, I understand that. I'm just saying everybody has to get to the point where they begin to question right. the person on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. You don't just say, at some point, you look over to your shoulder and say, okay, why is there a cricket there? And why is he telling me to do things? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we should be acknowledging the voices in our head and finding out who they are. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Just like, people saying that the Holy Spirit is speaking to them. How do you know? Oh, I, I'm acknowledging that I, I've I've looked into this voice and I know that this voice is God. Are you questioning the other voices? Right. Because it, those things, fear, is, a, is another spirit or meditation, as we said, that rehearses things in us that causes us to have a negative reaction. Yeah. Not just any negative reaction, a negative reaction to obedience to God. This is what prevents people from being all they're supposed to be mm-hmm. is the fact that they're adhering to a voice that seems familiar, but they never questioned where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we have to question where things come from right. in our own minds instead of saying, I guess I just did that subconsciously. It was subconscious because you subverted your conscious. <laughs> you did. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not, you know, saying that like I haven't been there before. I'm saying that as as adults. Especially. We got to yeah. grow up. Mm-hmm. We got to grow up. And and I seem a little fussy. But <laughs> just a little bit. A little just a little bit. fussy. But as adults, we have to grow up. Yeah. We have to grow up and we have to be acknowledgement of these things that are crippling us. Yeah. Instead of saying, I guess I was always supposed to be this way. Guess I was always a fearful person. Mm-hmm. Guess I was always an individual that just didn't know, you know, how to stand up for myself. No, you got a question. It's you, not okay. It's not I, okay. Yeah. Do you understand? There were some situations. There were some environments. There were some people that fed into my fears. Yep. It made me a scared individual, and I can't blame them. Even I have to. Open my eyes as an adult and say, I'm free. How? First John 4, 17 says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Mm-hmm. So th- the first thing is that we understand it. It is his love that perfects me. When we talk about being perfected, perfected means being made whole. When I say I'm being made whole, and we talked a little bit about this last week when we said life and life more abundantly. Talking about when when God perfects me or makes my life complete, he is removing the things that create deficiencies in me. Mm-hmm. They they can't coexist. And he's putting in me mm-hmm. things that complete me, right. that make me whole. Mm-hmm. It's no different than you taking a multivitamin. You're taking that multivitamin to fix the deficiencies Mm -hmm. in your life because there are certain things that your body does not create on its own or not enough of on its own. Well, guess what? Our bodies don't create enough love. Enough love. Our bodies don't create enough peace. Our bodies don't create a sustainable environment in which we are complete and whole in Christ. They create deficiencies. And so he says, here comes God's love, like that, that spiritual multivitamin. Here's, here's God's love to create a sense of wholeness in our life where the things that created deficiencies begin to leave. And now we begin to be whole. Mm-hmm. He said, herein is his love made us perfect. It made us complete that we may have boldness. Mm-hmm. And this word is important because boldness is synonymous with courage. Encourages the direct opposite direct of fear. opposite of fear. He said, "Not only did he, I'm gonna start off where my love perfects you and gives you courage and boldness in the day of judgment. So at the end of your time on earth, you will walk into your next passage of life, from this life to the next one, in courage and in boldness. That means that I don't have no fear of death." Before we get to the fear of life, Mm -hmm. because we're going to get to that, the fact that we no longer fear death opens up a whole new way in which we engage with this world. Yeah. I'm I I don't care about the things that used to cause fear in my life. Mm -hmm. There were people that were bigger than anything in my life because of how I was afraid of them. 
people that I quote unquote love and people who are just out in the world. These people ruled me with fear. They manipulated me with fear. They exploited me with fear because of how I looked at them because I was afraid of something else. What was I afraid of? was afraid of death are you saying death in the sense of actually dying or are you saying so death as far afraid, as uh, fear in the fact of dying when we when we fear death then we hold on to this life more than we should and when you hold on to this life more than you should certain things happen and you feel like they mean more than they should yeah do you know what i'm saying when you make it like this life is everything all you got and all you got then you'll care about your re- 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 reputation mm-hmm when you think this life is everything and all you got, you'll care about losing all your money. Right. And having all, all your, your treasures things. on this earth. Having as all the your Bible treasures says. taken away. Mm-hmm. Having your loved ones taken away. You'll hold on to those things more. And in your focus on those things, because you are afraid of dying, you're holding on to these things. It makes them create a sense of fear in you. Everybody's afraid to lose things. Yeah. That's, that's all that the world actually takes advantage of our the fact that we're afraid to lose things. Yeah. We're afraid to lose life. That's why so many insurance companies will always Insur- never be a shortage of those. Never be a shortage of insurance companies. Never be a, shor- a shortage of security systems and mm-hmm. things that we want to protect. Guns. We're always trying to preserve life because we're afraid of death. We're always wanting to preserve our place in this earth because we don't care about the next one. That's fear. That's the root of it. So that's why I wanted to start with this. That's the root of that fear. Mm-hmm. He says, you'll walk into boldness in the day of judgment because you no longer see this it's world right. as the end. Mm-hmm. This world is just the beginning. Right. I'm not afraid of anybody anymore. The Bible says, why fear the man who can just hurt your body when you can fear the one who can cast your body and your soul to hell. Yeah. I, I no longer reverence or fear or cower down or am afraid of people and what they'll say and what they'll do. You can't hold anything over my head. That's right. You can't say, if you don't do this, I'm going to make it hard for you. You mm-hmm. can't say, if you don't adhere to this, I'll kick you out in the street. There's nothing anyone can do to me because this life is an afterthought to me. Right. It's an afterthought because... I'm not thinking about it. And that's why the Bible's always talking about the cares of this world and stuff like that. When you're free from that stuff, it <laughs> you're literally free from it. It doesn't I, determine your yeah. life. To a certain extent, I understand how kids are that way. Mm-hmm. Because or even the, believers. Because I, I, in I church, don't understand how they are. Well, I'm saying in church, they, they teach fear they in do. a way. They, they preach fear on people. Absolutely. I understand how... It, it, Kids are into that because, or struggle with that because we they grew up in, in what they we grew up in the world in which thrives on fear, mm-hmm. and yeah, when you go into church, you see the direct representation of that. They use fear to exploit, to manipulate, just like the world does. Yeah, on many scales. I'm gonna come back to that though, but um, the second part is because as he is, so are we in this world. It's saying, I am like Christ now. Mm-hmm. I don't fear anybody. Pilate tried to figure out why Jesus didn't fear him. He said, you know, I, I mean, I have the power to send you 
to your death. And you're like, you don't have any power. Mm -hmm. We are no longer in the hands of men. We're no longer in their hands. There's nothing anybody can do to you to get in your way of what God is trying to make you because he did not give you the spirit of fear. fear. Mm -hmm. We're, We're beyond this. I can stand before anybody. I can be confident in what is what God put in my heart. And I want you to be able to. And everybody we come in contact with. Yeah. Or even situations. Like I feel like people are fearful of situations beyond what man can do. It's like things out of your control as far as life. Because they're still afraid of man. They're still afraid of the their value of life. Mm. It's still in their way. Why? Because you're afraid of a situation because you're afraid of how you will look in it. And when you're afraid of how people will perceive you, it's because you hold on to this life, the pride of this life, more than you should. People be like, whoa, wasn't that embarrassing? I'm not. Em- I, it's hard for me to be embarrassed now. <laughs> yeah. Those days, that, that chubby little kid that was embarrassed at everything, they thought everybody was looking at him, that was so careful about all his words and trying to make sure he, he, Sound smart he sounded and- smart and he was articulate and, and making sure that he didn't embarrass himself. And those days are done. Yeah. Days of dressing up just because I wanted people to see me a certain way. Their, their mind is not connected to my mind. My mind is possessed by God Mm -hmm. and and it drives me. It motivates me. It pushes me, not the fear of what people will think about me. Mm. I can't. That's interesting the way you broke that down, how even when we're in situations, it's usually because we're fearful of how we think people will perceive us. Because we care about reputation more than we care about how God thinks of us. Mm -hmm. do you know what I'm saying? We don't care what he thinks. We care what people think. Mm-hmm. This is how people come to church. They, they're they not engaged with God. They don't care about God. All they, They're more afraid of if you, you ever find out what they know. If you ever see the skeletons in their closet. It devastates people. Yeah. For people to know how filthy they are. Even though God knows because he sees you in your mess. So essentially you're saying fear is almost a motivation even. Fear oh. is the motivation. Mm. It is the prime directive. Mm. It is. Everything we do is to preserve life because we're afraid of death. Everything we do is to preserve happiness because we're afraid of disaster and sadness and struggle. Anxiety comes from that. Mm-hmm. The only reason you fear tomorrow is because you don't know what tomorrow holds in this hand. Not understanding that no matter what tomorrow holds in its hand, God has you in his. Amen. It's what creates fear. You go to the next scripture, 1 John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love. There's no fear. There, there, it does not exist. Where there is God's love, I become complete. Mm-hmm. Where there is no love, there is fear. There's a deficiency in me. Mm-hmm. This thing will cause me to operate in a way that is not seemly to God or or how we put it how we always talk about meditation so if our meditations are constantly on fear and it's fed by fear that's how we operate absolutely absolutely take it like this there's there are people who have iron deficiency 
I have iron deficiency. Well, well and most do, women do. But, yeah, but there, there's a certain degree of iron deficiency that causes women to have cravings that are un, uh, not normal. Yeah, like laundry detergent, like laundry stuff. detergent, yeah. the powder kind or ice. Mm-hmm. These are uh, they don't even realize it's not just them. Yeah, it is a actual thing called pica or pica, right? It is because they lack a def- they lack something, mm-hmm. and when you lack it. It causes a deficiency that makes you act in a way that is not meant for you. Mm. It's not meant for us to be eating laundry detergent Mm -hmm. or even be have a some people don't even actually act on the urge. But to even have the urge to love the smell and you find yourself just smelling it and stuff. This is a real thing. When we're in that place. As believers, that we have a deficiency that is at causing us to act uncharacteristically um, to, to, how God, a belie- yeah. to how God called us to be. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When we are in that position, when we are in that position, we are we have to make sure that we understand that's not a place of wholeness. That's not a place that God wants us to be. So that's where he's saying. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out all fear. When I was afraid, somebody should have told me, Forrest, that fear is because there's no God. Mm-hmm. Somebody should have been cultivating me in my faith. Somebody should have been praying with me, showing me how to pray. Do you know what I'm saying? Developing those things in me so that I might cast out fear through God's love. Mm-hmm. He's a perfect love cast out all fear. People always want to know the solution. They always want to know how to fix something. Mm-hmm. They, I'm afraid. How am I not afraid? See, my, my mom, she cultivated those things in me. But I'm saying there should have been more people. Yes. We're going to talk about it next week. But the fact that there is a deficiency of men who help other young men cultivate a sense of boldness and freedom and bravery is a problem. It's a huge problem. And I, I'm not here saying... I wasn't one of those victims of that. I was too. I can count on one hand the amount of men that were in my life that made an impact in my life that caused me to be brave and courageous in the faith. They, Most of the men in my life caused me to be fearful and manipulated that fear for their own profits, yeah. their own gain, for them to and feel their powerful. own pleasure, yeah. for their own insecurities to make them feel powerful. That's for next week. <laughs> Perfect love casts out all fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Mm. This is he's he's telling us not only why we how we can be free of fear, mm-hmm. but he tells us why fear has no place with love. Mm-hmm. Nothing about God is about punishment. What? What? Nothing about God is about punishment? No. So this is bringing us back to the church, mm-hmm. using fear as a weapon. How are they using fear as a weapon? Because they constantly are harping on the punishment of God. They're constantly harping on him punishing people right. instead of on the love that he wants to give to each and every person. Amen. That can't, like you said, coexist. It can't be it can't in the same coexist. room. It can't be in the same mind. I'm not supposed to be afraid of hell. 
The Bible doesn't tell me to be afraid of hell. Right there in the scripture, he said, I want you to have boldness in the day of judgment. Yeah. I want you to walk up to the pearly gates and be like, are you going to send me to hell? <laughs> that's not, we walk into a boldness of saying, uh, next stop heaven, please. Yeah. That, that's not a place that you are mature, you're taught in in, the, in churches. Yeah. You, they don't teach about heaven. You teach about hell. They don't teach about God. They teach about the devil. They tell, I know more about homosexuality than I know about God. Why? Because y'all spend more time talking about those people and the, what's going to happen punishment. to them and yeah. the punishment that's prepared for them than about the love of God and the things that, that come of the love of God that cast out every doggone fear that we are articulating our bodies through. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you help those young men and those young women deal with the fear that is besetting them, yeah. that is causing them to act uncharacteristically, they might walk into the bravery, the freedom of the call of Christ in spite of how they feel and how they think others will feel about that. Amen. I'm just saying. I had something to say, but I forgot <laughs> because you just went off. But, but, but yeah, fear can't hold us and we can't let fear hold us. When fear is where you don't talk to me about your purpose. Don't sit Indian style in your living room making a vision board and you can't even see past your fears. I don't understand. I, I'm, 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 I'm having an issue with that. If you're afraid of what God is preparing for you, here's the thing. If you're afraid of uncertainty, the, the love of God is not in you. The Bible tells us that we should welcome uncertainty because he said in his word, ears have not heard, eyes have not seen, nor has it entered into the heart of man what he has prepared for us. So the whole time you like, I'm about to walk into my dreams. God is like, what I have for you is beyond your, your dreams. dreams. And you are scared of beyond your dreams. Mm -hmm. You only want what you can dream. If God gave you everything you dreamed, you would still be living beneath the purpose of what he has for you. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. We always say, if God gave me my wildest dreams, if he gave you your wildest dreams, you'd still be slumming it. Because he is more interested in giving you his wildest dreams. Amen. You're not. Why? Because anything you don't understand or know, it's you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. You're scared of. Everything about my life was things that I was afraid of. I was afraid of success. I was afraid of people knowing my name. I was afraid of, uh, why was I afraid of it? Because when people know you, there's an expectation that goes with that. And I didn't think I could live up to that expectation. I didn't want people to know I wrote songs. Why? Because I didn't want somebody to ask me to write one and then I couldn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't want nobody to know I was a Christian. Why? Because I didn't want nobody to expect me to be able to help them. And, and I couldn't. couldn't. Mm -hmm. Everybody a Christian. Everybody love Jesus until somebody call you and say, I got a gun to my temple. And I'm about to blow my brains out. Now, what you going to do then? Ain't enough Christian cliches in the world. What are you going to say? Not. Well, you blessed and highly favored, sweetie. Put that gun <laughs> down. No, that's not the way this works. Yeah. You're supposed to be endowed with the strength, the courage that allows you to walk into the unexpectedness of life with, love. with a boldness, mm -hmm. a love that allows you to walk in your victory mm -hmm. in all aspects. Yeah. And it's it's like your whole in it, because even if you feel like you don't have the right words to say, even if you feel like, like you said, all those deficiencies we naturally have, you know that God will supplement and give you what to say and what to do. Right. Why? Because he equipped you. Right. 
life, life more abundantly. Or as another scripture says, with everything that pertains to life and godliness. Yep. What is he saying? Everything that pertains to him and obeying him. <laughs> That's what godliness means. Yep. Uh, you know, we say this stuff and then people, people, you know, they, they so, they so cockeyed and obtuse and retarded when it comes to the scriptures. And I'm sorry, I'm a little, <laughs> I, I, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have did the podcast right now. Uh, but they're, they're, so, they're so sideways with the scriptures that they think that life and godliness mean God gives you everything that pertains to the things you want to do and the Thanks things he wants. Want. A no. nice little mixture. He said he's <laughs> life. He said, I gave you everything that pertains to life. Because he is life. And then godliness, that means the things that please him. Mm -hmm. So I gave you the, everything to live for me and to do what I called you to do. Mm -hmm. don't, don't believe me? Sit down, tell your pastor, take another online course because he's not there yet. Second Timothy 1 and 7 <laughs> says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control or sound mind. Mm -hmm. God has not given us, as in one translation said, a spirit of cowardice. Remember, I said that word bravery, boldness is going to come back in. Mm -hmm. Why? Because fear in this context means cowardice. It's not the actual idea of fear. It's what fear the state makes of it. you. Mm -hmm. it, what does fear make you? Right. You're not afraid. Fear makes you a coward. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that feeling is articulated as afraid. Do you, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We are cowards because we possess fear instead of love. Cowardice Christians. We're all over the place. Cowardly Christians. You ain't just afraid to witness to people. You're afraid to actually literally in every form of it, figuratively, personification, of the light. You don't want to be the light. You just want to get lit. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. We don't want the thing that is uncomfortable. We want the thing that makes us feel good. Yeah. I don't care if you go out with your church and have a uh, tithe. I mean, uh, what do you call them? Tracks. And you say, do you, do you make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about living a life that is so bold. It is so unabashedly unafraid of anything. That affects every single that person that's connected to you. every person in your life and affects your life. That people will remark about the freedom you walk in. Amen. Dang, girl, how are you not afraid of things? Yeah. How, how are you just yourself? How are you comfortable <laughs> in your skin? How do you know where you're headed and you're not afraid of where you're headed? Right. How are you comfortable with not knowing? Mm -hmm. How are you comfortable with being uh, not independent. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, we're, we're in a place, as business owners, we're in a place of dependence. I am dependent on God. That's not a place of fear for me anymore. Mm -hmm. When I look at people who can wake up in the morning and dictate how their day is going to go and see how they're going to work, how they're going to make their money for the next six months and can actually count every penny down to the, the decimal point, I used to be envious of that. Because that's the way I wanted to live my life. I wanted my life to be so organized, so laid out that I don't have a care in the world. I just get up and do it. Yeah. 
But that's not the life of the believer. The believer is always in a place of uncertainty because they're always at the mercy of God. Of God. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want that, then why are you coming to church? It's time for you to tap out. It's time for you to go back to what you're doing. There's an extra wing in the buffet tray at the local cabaret just for you. <laughs> but he didn't give us that. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. That's what he gave us. So he's letting us know. I didn't give you anything that it creates a deficiency. I gave you some essential vitamins to the believer's life. Mm. I gave you power so nothing can overcome you. I gave you love so you will feel the ability to not just be loved, but also love others in spite of what they do, in spite of the situations. And then I gave you a sound mind. Now let's mm. talk about that sound mind there. Soundness means two things. Soundness not just means peace or tranquility, but it also means sound as in it is structurally sure or it has a structural integrity. When you look at a chair and you a big person as a big person, I always look at the chair and make sure it's sound because if I sit on an unsound chair, I'm going to end up on the floor. Why? Because I have enough weight that for a chair that is unsound, I'm going to make it fall. Mm hmm. So when we have these minds that are unsound, mm. the weight of this world crushes it. Every time, yep. Every single time. The situations that, that used to crush me, I realized they just feathers. Amen. How can this little feather have crushed me? Why? Because I was deficient. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a person who uh, suffers from bulimia. Uh, or, you get what I'm saying? Or, or anorexia. Mm -hmm. These people are not getting enough nutrients in them, so they begin to waste away. And if you ever seen a woman or a man who suffer from this stuff, they're, they're, it's beyond skin and bones. It's almost like this is literally just a skeleton. Mm -hmm. And they are so weak that something as simple as falling on the ground can, can break a bone. Yeah. It can kill them. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as being punched can shatter them. Why? Because they are so deficient. That when the weight of this world hits them, and this world is tough, yeah. this world is a contact sport. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you're not built up in your faith, you're gonna go home bruised every day. Yeah. You're gonna go home crushed every day. Somebody's simple word. Now I told you, I'm not afraid of people no more. Amen. Where their words used to crush me. Now they, they say things and I'm like, dang, I used to listen to that. <laughs> I used to let that affect me. Yeah, I was, telling, I was telling the other day, like when I saw my supervisor, like on Facebook or something, and you look at that person, you just like, this is the person I was so afraid of every day in my life. Exactly. Shout I out was... to supervisor if they listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, you 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 don't see it, but when you're in it, it, it feels so big and heavy. But it feels so big and heavy because you're weak. And, and I'm not discounting people's struggles. You know what I'm saying? I, but I'm not Ayana. I, I understand your daddy may have did something. Your mama may have did something. I get that. Those things affect all of us. There's been many a times where, you know, when I was growing up, my dad called me everything but my name most times. And I used to think that that meant that's who I was. But that's not who I was. Amen. Why? Because I'm free. I understand God didn't give me a spirit to fear man or to articulate and process what they say as if it's truth. Yep. But he gave me love power and a sound mind that can withstand the weight of anything you can cuss me out 
It doesn't matter. Yeah. What's that scripture in Psalms wind? when David was like, who is man? Like, what can man do? What is man? <laughs> what can they do to me? He yeah. said, I don't fear man. Right. Who are they? Mm-hmm. Who is man? For those people who are struggling with that, if you go to work every day and you are r- afraid of your boss. You or know even dread. I feel like dread, dread is. Work, a, yeah. You might be afraid of your boss because you might be doing something wrong. But if you <laughs> you got you might have to stop being on Facebook when you know you're supposed to be working. You might have to get off your phone so you don't have to look around the corner when your boss coming. But if you're doing everything you're supposed to do and you're afraid of your boss and you feel like people are holding things over your head and you're afraid to lose your job, you're walking on eggshells. God didn't give you that life. Amen. He didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. There's a freedom in knowing who you are. I, I worked a job before, and I remember at one time, my boss sat me down, and he had everything to say about me. And he thought that those things would crush me. But those things didn't crush me. I took what he said, and I said, everything that you say that makes sense, I'll adhere to it. Everything that you said that's disrespectful, we're going to talk to HR about. That's right. God bless you. That's that power that's that you're operating on. Yeah. And we did file a report with HR. And HR was made abreast that somebody decided that they would talk to me less than a man. Like I was just a man. I'm a man of God. Mm-hmm. You don't even know my royalty. Do you know what I'm saying? So when we are in those places, when we're in those places, it's time for us to actually operate in the soundness of mind where nobody can crush us. Mm-hmm. That's where the fear comes from. That's yeah. where the anxiety comes or from. Or feeling like you got to please people or, yeah. That's where the depression comes mm-hmm. from. That's where the suicidal tendencies come from. Because you're so caught up in what people think and what you don't got and what they got and what they think about what you don't got and what you think about what they got. You don't understand. God has not even had you in this world to possess the things of this world. He put you in this world to possess the things of heaven. On earth as, as it, it is, is in, in heaven. heaven. You shouldn't even be chasing things that don't exist on in heaven. Amen. As a believer, my focus is to only do the things that will last in this life and the life to come. Tell us what you mean. I'm going to tell you what I mean. In this life, I'm going to think about praise. I'm going to praise God because they don't just praise, praise God us. here, yeah, but praise they praise in God heaven. in heaven. Amen. On this life, I'm a love because mm. we don't just love here. We love in heaven. Mm-hmm. In this life, I'm not going to cry about the heartbreak and the pain and the things that go on because there's no crying in heaven. Mm-hmm. He said there is no more heartbreak. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let my, my my mind go to places where this thing don't exist there. Mm-hmm. Since that's where I want to go, I should be wanting to put myself in the best position to be there. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's messed up for a person who eat unhealthy and then all of a sudden they get married to somebody who's a vegan. <laughs> What's happening? Right. You wasn't about this lifestyle wasn't about then this life. and now you're married to Come it. on yeah. now. Come on. <laughs> Commitment in marriage is more than just wanting the person. You also got to want what they want. Otherwise, you in a very particular situation that you will not enjoy. How are you going to say you want to be with God and you don't even want the things he want? <laughs> so when he say it's time to have fun, you all of a sudden pulling your pants down. He's like, oh, I don't talk about that. I don't talk about that. I wonder. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, a, yeah. a misunderstanding. Mm. You Somebody told you they wanted to watch Netflix, and next thing you know, you're pulling the condom out. You don't understand. We have two different forms of enjoyment. Mm. We, we understand different things in a different way. Mm-hmm. Netflix means actual Netflix to me. It mm-hmm. means something else to you. Right. I want people to understand. God wants you to have not the best things in life, but the best things in heaven. Mm-hmm. It pertain to life and godliness. Amen. The definition of coward is a person who lacks courage to do or endure dangerous or unpleasant things. Mm-hmm. You see, I don't need courage for the things I enjoy. I don't need courage for the things that are okay. I don't need courage to deal with people that I love and like. I need courage for the unpleasant thing. Mm. I need courage for the uneventful thing. I need courage for the unsightly thing. You know what I'm saying? We're in a position where I'm not trying to be a Christian because it's fun. I'm trying to be a Christian because I want to exhibit the courage that leads me to a life where I can walk in boldness and judgment. Mm-hmm. If you you were scared to death here, then you're going to be scared to death there. Yeah, you're going to be out of place. Like You're going to feel all types of uncomfortable. Yeah. We're in a place where, as believers, if we can't walk in the liberty, in the liberty, the freedom of who we are, then what is what are, what are we doing? If we're just shells of people, afraid of our own shadow, if we're just people who have been manipulated into trying to be right because we're afraid of hell, that's not a Christian. Mm-hmm. A Christian is motivated by love. I'm. I want to be a Christian because I love God, not because I don't want to go to hell. All right. Because if that motivates you, then you are gonna feel like this life is all you have. Like that's why people give life all they got. Cause and that's why people give up. Yeah. How many people you know that say I tried God? Lots of people. To those people, take this with all the love in my heart. Grow up. You ain't try God. God is not. A sample at Costco. Do you know what I'm saying? In order for you to engage with God, you need to purchase Him. Amen. You need to allow Him in your your heart. If you tasted and seen God, you would know He was good. You would not be satisfied. You would not settle for the fearful things of this life. There are people right now who are in relationships not based on love but fear. Yeah. You don't even know how to leave. And some of you are in abusive relationships where you wouldn't leave if God told you because you're afraid of people knowing that you divorce your husband and because you care more about what church people think than what God thinks. Amen. Well, I, I, what do you think the church people going to say when he blow your head off? I'll tell you because you won't be here. They're going to move right on. We got to start operating in the power of freedom. Mm-hmm. We stop being afraid. And letting that fear motivate us and leave us in situations that destroy us. Amen. Don't don't act like you loving and you're understanding. Oh, I I get where he he came from a different place. I no, you're staying there because you're afraid. You're afraid of what? So I'm not even gonna talk about abusive relationships. Some normal of y'all, in, some of y'all are in a, in normal relationships you, that you're afraid to leave because you know it's not producing anything. But children, STDs, and sadness. And you're in those relationships because you're afraid of being by yourself. 
And that's another thing that is a big problem is that we are afraid of being alone because we don't know we're not alone. alone. Yep. I'm not alone. Mm -mm. I don't even know what people mean when they say single. <laughs> the first podcast we ever did was about being single and I didn't even like saying single because I don't even know what it is. That's an earthly thing. It's a concept yeah. that that is based in fear. Mm -hmm. Because I came into this world alone. <laughs> Where you think I'm going alone? Amen. There are no plus ones in heaven. There are no vacations in heaven. Mm -mm. Jesus is not going to put you in a special suite, honeymoon suite. <laughs> and so we have an understanding that I'm supposed to be operating in this earth, never focused or paying attention to the things that people tell me is my deficiency. Mm. I don't have to worry about that. I should be more current concerned with the things that are true deficiencies in my life. When I operate in a place where I lack love, that's a deficiency. Whether you got somebody or not, if you don't got love, you already in a bad place. Yeah. If you don't got peace, you in a bad place. If you don't got joy, you in a bad place. Nobody added to your life will complete that deficiency. Mm -mm. There are no human beings that can make you whole. Urge. No, no, no. Uh, Philippians 1 and 20 says, as it is my eager ex expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, mm. but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. And so this is what we mean. We're saying that I'm my whole purpose is to honor God. And because I have that love for him, there is no room for fear. Mm -mm. When I'm focused, it's like when my mother used to send me to the store and she's like, I, I'm trying to make dinner. You better hurry up. Don't you deviate. When you got them little corner stores and you riding your bike through the neighborhood, you see your best friend. He's like, hey, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I, I got no time for it. Mom told me, get the stick of right. butter. Come back to the house. Like you will do be like that. It's not even me, man. It's just my mom. Like I got I can't I can't stop. Mm -hmm. And you got to keep going. That's how we are. We don't have any time to entertain the things that create fear in us, yeah. the things that create anxiety or mm -hmm. panic or dread. I have no time. I'm like, hey, sorry, God has got me. He got me going somewhere else. I that's the focus yeah. in life and in death. Yep. That's uh, part of the hardest thing, the grieving process. Some people not even grieving when the people die in their life. Mm -mm. The real thing that you're going through is that now you are bait. You have you have death smack dab in your face and it's making you realize that you are afraid to oh, die. Death. Yeah. You crying. You ain't even crying about who just left. You crying about one day is going to be you. Yeah. How real it gets. How real it is. Mm hmm. And it's because of that you can't even honor the dead. We don't even know how to honor the dead. We don't know how to celebrate life at funerals. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother thing. I do a whole podcast about how horrible funerals are, especially in a black church, because we don't know how to honor the people who have died. We don't know how to honor their lives. We don't know how to let people share stories of or in testimonies of how they impacted their life. If somebody don't have nothing, didn't leave any impact on this world, yeah, okay. Then just let the pastor get up and talk. But I don't want to hear you right now, Pastor Joe. Save that for Sunday. Let this person's children, let this person's co-workers, let the people get up and share 
how they impact their life. Let's celebrate the living because they're not dead. But we don't understand that when we see somebody laying there and we say, what? So I won't be able to have sex anymore? That is the end of life. No, it's the end of a life. Mm -hmm. But it's not the end of life. We don't have to have a bucket list. I don't have to make up 10 things I want to do before I die. Ain't nothing here I want to do. All I want to do is make sure that I live a life that lives forever. You can live this temporary life. You can operate in the in the the dates, the date you were born and the date you die. If you want to encapsulate yourself, your consciousness, your mm. being into those that that little bit of time, mm-hmm. then that's you. But I understand eternity is eternal, and I'm looking to live an infinite life, mm-hmm. life, not a finite one. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's where the fear comes in, is because we're finite people. Anything that we're afraid that is going to die and that's going to end. We have an unhealthy connection to. It's yeah. people who are in unhealthy relationships just because they're extra because they're afraid that it might end. Yep. Give it all you got. I mean, you hacking phones, you signing up as a fake account on Facebook, you doing all this because you're afraid that something that ain't that held together anyway might end. Mm-hmm. We, you, you focus on friendships. Like you trying to be friends with people you was friends with 20 years ago. Some of these things you have to let go. Some mm-hmm. friends ain't going to stay there forever. I know y'all both tattooed friends to the end on your back. But guess what? It's good. I just said it just be for another friend. Mm-hmm. Some things in life are just meant to let go because everything about this life is finite and temporary. Yeah. It just is. Even in the vows, it says till death do us part. There is an end. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the, even though there's some people like, I'll love you till eternity. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll see about that. Let, let's, deal with, let's deal with right now. That's <laughs> hard enough. Let's take one thing at a time. Let's take, it, let's take it one day at a time, my G. So, just to close out, because we, we, we winding it on down, I want to uh, make sure that I leave you with something that's encouraging. And, and me, Antoinette was talking about this yesterday, is that um, when we are fearful, we limit ourselves in the capacity that God wants to use us. And there's so many things that you're experiencing right now that is new to you. And y- you've been afraid of or felt yourself getting apprehensive or fearful. Of. And I wanted you to share that with people because they. I want to encourage some people who are Right at the the place of doing doing things God's way, mm-hmm. right at the place of experiencing new and wonderful things, and people be so afraid. Like you hear you hear people like they say, "When I came to the Lord, it it got harder." Mm-hmm. No, no. Like, sometimes I, we come to the Lord, and He all of a sudden open up a new world to us, and that becomes fearful. Yeah, it's to fearful because you that awareness you have. It's like you gotta. It's present. It's ever present, and it, it makes you fearful because yeah. you got to live up to it. <laughs> yeah. So that's where a lot of my fear rooted from. It's just like people create this expectation when you come out as this, you know, bold believer, and you have this courage and freedom. People, you know, have expectations. They want you to answer those questions. They want you to be there when they when you when you 
they need you and it, it evoked fear in me because i'm like i don't think i don't know scriptures like i don't know the best things to do i, I could be selfish sometimes like i don't want to set a bad rep for christians so yeah. And, and, but it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm constantly encouraging you that it isn't even in your reputation that will cause people to be changed or helped. Mm-hmm. It is in your willingness to love them. Amen. Perfect love casts out all fear, but perfect love also gives us things. Yep. So when you give love to somebody, we're infusing them, injecting them, inspiring them to what power, love, love and, and a, a sound mind. mind. Yep. And it all that's all you ever been asked to do yep. is to be a care bear. Yep. You know, like a, care, <laughs> a care bear is just walk around and it, they 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 put everything they are is yeah. on their chest like it's on our sleeve. Right. We just open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you just open up and love people, that fear that's don't all exist. you doing. Yeah. That we, fear we, goes away. We run out fear. Mm-hmm. We run out sadness. We yep. run out depression. It's not in the scriptures. The, the articulation of the scriptures, but it's in the living of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just living out that scripture. He's just perfect love, cast out all fear. Somebody might be in a situation where they just need somebody to love them mm-hmm. and to know what that love is. There's tons of people who hug me. I I, I did not have a shortage of hugs. In or, my to like, or to know love exists. Or to know love exists. I, I physical connection with people. We never have a shortage of that. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just tweet. I need a hug. You're going to get four or five brothers. that's like willing to give you a hug. But physical connection is not an articulation of love, mm-hmm. especially not the love that introduces power, love and a sound mind to our lives. Mm-hmm. It's in our operating in God's love that allows people to actually benefit from your life. Amen. And I, I, I had Antoinette share that so that we, I can encourage each and every one of you. You are putting yourself in a limiting place because you don't understand how simple it is to just love. You start at love, loving God, loving yourself, loving your neighbor. You will all of a sudden see God start to motivate you to do things through that love. Amen. It is because of my love for you that I started a podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? When I say you, I'm, I was pointing at y'all in the, the audience. In the audience. It is it is Antoinette's love for you that had her say because I ain't put a gun in her head. I said you want to do the podcast. You, she said absolutely, yeah. In so many words, <laughs> <laughs> it's in my love to help people that I write music. I'm, I'm sure enough not doing it so that I can win a Grammy. No. I'm not doing it so that I can get a bunch of money. I know that my talent may not actually lend itself to that. But I have enough talent to lend out power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. I have enough talent to share the message of God's love. Mm-hmm. And I shall do that because I'm not afraid of anybody's opinions mm. because I live beyond their words. And their world. <laughs> and their world. When we operate from the word of God, I live beyond man's words. It's nothing he can say. I get real adamant with that because I it took me believing that to even get me to the point to even operate like a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Grown men can't shake somebody's hand and look them in the eye. Got the weakest little frivolous, <laughs> little weak handshake. I almost feel like I was shaking my sister's hand sometimes. Why? I was one of those guys. 
no confidence, no self-assuredness. And I tried to find it in myself. And guess what? We ain't going to find it in ourselves. Even when men seem like they got full of courage, their bravado is just extra because this is covering up insecurities. But to be confident in oneself is also to still be humble. To be okay with exposing your flaws. Mm -hmm. I don't have to act like I know everything. Some things I don't know. And that's that freedom. It's like, I I can say, I honestly don't know a scripture. I don't know the answer to this. Right. But I can lead you to who does. I can lead you to who does. And that's the powerful thing Mm -hmm. about us not walking in fear anymore. Amen. So, you know, as Antoinette says, amen, I guess that's the sign that it is done. (laughs) But um, be encouraged, people. And, And as we continue to move forward, we're... Well, I, I, I want to remind you this is that's what this is for that's what this podcast is for the fact that there's four, 30 to 40 something people every week that listen to this is encouraging enough to me to keep doing it Amen. and so as we move into where this is week 17 we're moving into week 18 you know I ain't, I ain't in no way shape or form looking at stopping the only way I'll stop is when I segue from this life to the next and so be encouraged That was episode 17, talking about fear. We done.